everybody welcome to today's episode we are very excited to have a special guest with us my dear friend abby johnson wow we recruited her to come with us because she's a musical expert and hilarious and fun to be with and also just very passionate about who we're going to talk about today which abby why don't you go ahead and tell the people who we're talking about today and then when you do that i have a question for you Oh, okay. Well, we're going to talk about my main man, Harry Styles, obviously, Ooh, the king of the industry. So when did you first become, like, obsessed with Harry Styles? Like, was this, like, your childhood awakening at One Direction? Was this later when he was releasing his debut albums as a solo artist? Like, fill us in on the storyline of you just, like, falling in love with this artist and his music and why you like it so much. So I am one of like the OG like One Direction fans. I heard first heard about them back in like what 2011 when they started getting popular here. But I also remember watching like snippets of them on the X Factor because that's where they got started. So yeah, my my love stems from way back when, way back when, <laughs> from the dawn of time. Yeah, when he was like little sixteen year old boy, and now he's like gracing the cover of Vogue and just shaking the music industry and it's so awesome I just love him so much he's so unique he does so many interesting things with his music that I just love and I find it so fascinating you're the perfect guest to have on this podcast then here we are look at us one minute ago before we started recording Sheila and I were like okay well we know a little bit but not much so Abby you got everything today (laughs) so get ready for some knowledge from her that we carrying us across the finish line today abby speaking of just carrying us across and getting us started let's dive right into our music verified section today we're going to focus a little bit on harry styles fine line album but also just kind of some of his other music that he's released from his maybe his debut solo album all that great stuff harry styles released fine line on december 13th of 2019 so it's a little over a year old which is so great but the music is still super prominent in everything that we're hearing today on the radio, whatever else, wherever else you're listening to your music. Yeah, this is an album. I see it has still been topping charts over a year later, and a lot of people just keep coming back to, which now that I've listened to it a little bit closer, I can see why it's it's easy to listen to. It's fun. And I think it's something people will keep coming back to for a long time. Abby, do you have any other random facts? Honestly, like, what do you want to know? Just maybe tell us where he's from. Maybe did he how the band, how One Direction maybe split up, if you know anything about that. His license plate, no, plate number, like... You know, if I knew that name. address... <laughs> I would totally give it to you, but I don't know that information, unfortunately. You would think I would at this point, but no. Yeah, so Harry originally auditioned as a solo artist on The X Factor, and so did all of the other boys in One Direction. And um they got eliminated after like the boot camp round I don't know if you guys are familiar with the x factor if you've like watched that kind of stuff but they have like this big boot camp and then they cut a ton of people and all five of the boys in one direction got cut after that and then Simon Cowell actually was like hey like these guys look like they would make a good fit let's put them into a band and so they brought them all back and they competed as a band so they had never met each other and then all of a sudden became the biggest band on the planet overnight They talk about like in their documentary, um, just one day like going outside and thousands of girls just outside on the street, like, oh my gosh, what direction? Freaking out, you know, classic 
boy band story, but they just became a huge success. And I mean, they just went nonstop for what, five years, released an album every year for like five years, toured every year for like five years. And then they had a member of their band, Zane, who like, it just got too much. He wasn't loving it. He wanted to do a different thing, wanted to go in a different direction. So he left the band. And I think that that kind of just had a lot to do with their little hiatus. They call it a hiatus. They say they're coming back. I was holding on to hope for a while. Now I'm not so sure. (laughs) But they, yeah, they eventually just got to the point where they were like, hey, like we're tired. We want to explore some other things. We're just going to take a break and then we'll come back. So we don't really know like the official causes of the breakup. I know there was a lot of issues with like management. There's this huge thing with like Simon Cowell blowing up right now. One Direction fans are not happy with him. I think so Zane released his music first because he left the band while they were still together but then I believe it was Niall who actually released his music first and then Harry released Harry Styles one and unfortunately I was not in a place where I could listen to that album right away it was really sad but when I eventually got home from my mission and got to listen to that first album oh I was so excited oh so good that is the best. Well, so what's going on with Simon Cowell right now? Do you know the tea on that? If you do, you should totally spill it. Oh, yeah. Simon is the worst. Simon Cowell is just <laughs> the biggest douchebag on the planet. Oh, my gosh. So basically, basically, he just is, like, so manipulative, and he just took advantage of those boys and, like, just pressured them into doing a lot of stuff that they didn't want to do, just worry, like, really overworked them you know just like basic like worker abuse kind of stuff and he does that with a lot of his artists and so I was gonna say this is sounding very familiar to me of some of the other artists or groups that I've heard about that he has kind of started and got going it's sounding like a common denominator here of a lot of things anyways super interesting thank you for sharing that (laughs) at this point pretty much all of the guys from One Direction are having success as solo artists which is great yeah yeah Harry is definitely the most successful by far I would say personally, I think Niall is right next to him. Not like statistically, but I would say he's the next most successful. And then the other three, like they're doing awesome, but I don't think they're quite on the same level as like Harry is. Harry is by far thriving. And you mentioned earlier that he was on Vogue. And I think things like that have brought him to the center of pop culture just in general, even outside of the music world. So I think he's someone that will continue to be talked about for a while. Oh, yeah. And he keeps getting into like film and all that good stuff. So he'll he'll be around for a while. Well, should we jump into the music? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So we were talking about some of his music, songs we liked, and we pretty much all came to the mutual consensus that we liked the song Cherry, which is from the Fine Line album. Not one of the most popular from what I have seen, but in my mind, it was one of the easiest for me to listen to and jam out to. I think this song is so cool. I love how I'll probably say this like way too many times during this podcast, but I feel like this whole Fine Line album was just super heavily influenced by like 60s and 70s music era. This whole time, the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, this sounds like the Beatles. And the guitar part at the beginning of this and just kind of throughout it reminds me of Here Comes the Sun from the Beatles. It kind of has like a similar plucking pattern, which I love. I love that he uses Camille's voice at the end. I think that's super adorable, even though the two have since split. And also, plus just how beautiful is the French language, like her little, her little, audio snippet there at the end is her speaking in French on the phone and Harry's was like oh she's actually speaking in the key of the song so he just like threw it in at the end and I was like oh that's amazing it's so beautiful I'm studying French so mm, he threw that in there and I was like wow I love that like basically like one thing that I find really interesting that a lot of people don't really know about the French language is that 
that first like and like it threw a lot of people because they were like what the heck does that even mean but like he opens it by saying cuckoo right Mm -hmm. cuckoo is like a super slang word for hello so he's basically opening up the song by saying like hello i love that (laughs) i was wondering what that was oh yeah he's basically opening just being like cuckoo opening it up by like saying hi which i think is really interesting and then like that voicemail at the end, she's basically just being like, hello, like, oh my gosh, wait, are you asleep? No, it's not important. Like I can call later. Like that's like the rough translation of what's happening. It's so fun because it's just like the most random thing, but it's all in French. So everybody's like, wow, that's so romantic. You know, when yeah. <laughs> being like, oh, sorry, I woke you up. I'm like, my B. I love that. So funny. Okay. The who sound, does that come back in Sunflower Volume 6? I noticed there was a sound similar to that, but I wasn't sure if it was exactly the same. No, so that one doesn't come back in Sunflower Volume 6. He actually just uses a bunch of like weird noises. And that's something that I wrote down in my notes. He just like experiments with so many strange noises throughout this whole album. And yeah, Sunflower Volume 6 is a great example of that where he, he's kind of doing, um, it's kind of like a scat kind of thing that he's doing through the background, but he's doing it in like a non-jazzy weird way. Cool. Know, it's super experimental. I'd be curious to see if more people start doing things like that. I mean, I've noticed in general, artists are having more liberty to just use different sounds and whatnot. Like, as you said, he put a voicemail in a song, which is something you wouldn't have heard people do even like 10 years ago. And so you're hearing a lot of things like that being incorporated into music today, which I think is a nice shift in popular music itself. Agreed. One thing okay, I noticed about several of his songs, but I think this especially happens in Cherry, which is what makes it so listenable. He uses these tempos that are upbeat, but they're not too fast. And so I feel like they're easy to sit with in almost any mood because you can listen to it when you're happy because it's just like chill, you're driving. But even if you're not in the greatest mood, it's not fast enough that it annoys you. It's still slow enough that it just kind of sits with your soul. So I I thought this song and a couple others are very comfortable because they have that mid-tempo but they still feel upbeat because there's a lot of faster instrumentation happening with the background, especially with his guitars. I think that's super cool. I also love, Abby, correct me if I'm wrong, as I was doing some of the lyrical stuff, like going through it, some of the, some of Harry's fans have kind of concluded like, okay, we think he named this, we think he titled this song Cherry because in French, if you say like Cherie, I totally butchered that, (laughs) but doesn't it just like translate to like sweetheart? Yeah, basically. So like Cherie is like just like a term of endearment so that's what a lot of people are kind of like hmm that's suspicious that's weird (laughs) (laughs) thank you for throwing in that tiktok reference (laughs) i love that (laughs) maybe tiktok addicted it's fine we're working on it girl literally i (laughs) need to send you some tiktoks yes (laughs) please do Sheila and I's entire relationship is her sending me tiktoks it's really true yeah nobody really knows where the obsession with fruit comes from to be honest I've I noticed that that was kind of something that was across the board of the album I was like he's talking about fruit I mean why not I like fruit everybody likes everybody can relate to fruit right one of the other songs that I found interesting if it's okay with you two if we move on but in she, I love the vocal effect that he uses throughout this. It reminds me of Lucy in the Sky from the Beatles. If you've ever heard of that, that same vocal effect is kind of coming through. I also just, this song is just amazing. Just the lyrics and everything that it is. But Abby, I feel like you have something to say about it. Funny enough, I do. <laughs> I just, this song actually, he literally wrote while he was high. Was he on oh. mushrooms? Yeah. Was like, that the story? And that's kind of like the effect that I feel like the song has. You know, and it's like, it just makes you feel like you're like 
I don't know what it is. It just makes me feel like I'm high without being like high on anything. Not that I would know what that's like. Cause I've never been high in my life. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's just more like that vibe and oh, wow. I literally love it. But with going what you said with like, he wrote it when he was high and it kind of makes it sound like as you're listening to it, it gives that feel. I think it's the same influence of like Lucy in the sky with diamonds from the Beatles, because I mean, that's literally basically all that they're talking about. So I think it's so cool that Harry is kind of like intentionally or unintentionally, whatever that is sounding so similar in some of these certain ways to this older music. And I also think that that's part of like why he might be so successful is because he's drawing on these musical elements from past eras that younger generations are going to be like, well, this sounds so cool. And like, this sounds so novel, but these older generations that know the Beatles that know all these know the musical elements of this era and are drawn to it. It's like reminiscent for them. And that's a way that he's kind of capturing both of these audiences in a really cool way. Well, and on that note, he's also experimenting with form and sound in ways that those older artists didn't. Like we talked about that already, how he experiments with odd sounds, but even with the form, because like in she, as well as in Fine Line, we have these outros that are about three minutes long. Because I looked at both of those songs, and it's like, these are six-minute songs, which itself is not something that you hear from popular music very often. But it's because each of them have outros that are literally as long as the song itself. And I think the fact that he's able to do that, or even with Cherry, where he has this big voicemail just at the end, it's showing that he is breaking some of these boundaries of music as we know it. Yeah, I love that. One other thing I loved about She... This is just like a little thing, but on the line, a woman who's just in his head, there's this little fluttering sound that if you listen between headphones, it like moves between your ears. It starts in the right and like goes through your head to the left. And I thought that That's was a cool. nice, interesting little like sound thing that's happening. I love that song. Except for, <laughs> okay, I'm going to like throw you right into the Harry drama. Not really. It's not like drama, but like there's this like huge debate because on his first album, he has this song called Woman, right? And Woman is like the OG she, I guess. I don't know. And so like, there's this like, thing between like fans where they're like woman she's beautiful it's way better than she and then everybody's like are you kidding me it's she he's so there's like this debate between the two personally I like the song woman like way Mm. better I don't know what it is it's like the same it's like the same thing though it's basically I don't know I don't know what it is about that song it just mm. and then it's the same thing like super long outro fancy guitar work just oh so good so I personally like that song better but (laughs) Sheila something you mentioned a minute ago is how his music sometimes sounds like older music, especially the Beatles. And one of the reasons I looked at as to why that happens is because with the chord progressions, a lot of them are in this more modal sense where they don't sit necessarily in specifically a major or a minor key. He does this thing where he hovers between the two. And so you feel a little bit unsettled. And that's something that a lot of rock music, especially older rock music will do. Well, like the song Golden, it never has what you'd expect to be the tonic chord. It sits on um, some of the more tense chords of a key, a four and a five. Same with Watermelon Sugar, one of the most catchy songs. It has this chord loop like popular music we'd expect today, but it's not one of the standard ones. The chords are moving in irregular ways. Another one, we talked about the song Cherry before, but I like that it does this because we talked about how this song is comfortable and part of that is because there's no five chord in it. And so there's not a lot of suspense It's just kind of like sitting there jamming. You feel comfortable the entire time. In his first album, he uses this rock chord. I talked about this in our last episode. It's a flat seven, Mm. um, which makes it so that you don't have the suspense leading up to a home chord. So like in general, if you have do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, instead of having the T where you want to move up, it has te instead. That note is lowered. I love that. Logie mentioned Watermelon Sugar, and if it's okay with you too, I want to talk about that song for just a little bit, simply because it is his most popular song right now. It has a lot of streams, and it's ranked at number one on Spotify of his stuff. 
And this song, I just, I love it, right? Like, it's so cool. The song is basically just about Harry Styles' relationship with Camille. He kind of compares the summer love and these feelings of love to watermelon sugar or to fruit, right? Like, or, you know, these past feelings. Harry is actually confirmed that we do get the idea of the title of the song and the chorus because of one of Camille's favorite books, which is called In Watermelon Sugar. And I think that's so cool. And I think one of the reasons this song is so likable is one, because of the repetitive chorus, super repetitive, really easy to sing along to, which makes it great. It gets stuck in your head really easily. And two, the influence of rock load, kind of like you talked about. though That heavy influence of Logue, what you talked about, those kinds of chords, bringing up some older musical era traditions, musicalities, I think it just is a great way to like draw in his listeners. And I think he does it really masterfully with the song, and that's why it's so popular. Yeah, you mentioned it's listenable. And I think a lot of that is just because he does this thing where he uses these hooks or like repetitive themes. He uses them in the vocal line in the chorus a lot instead of having really complicated written out choruses, which makes the songs really easy to remember. So I think that itself is prominent in not just that song, but a lot of his music. Yeah. Abby, do you have thoughts on that one? I could write a book about this song, I feel like. First of all, I don't know how familiar you like you guys are with Harry Styles one I don't know if you listen to it or anything about it but like calling back to that he has a song on his album called Kiwi and when Harry was getting ready to release Watermelon Sugar he tweeted out he was like Kiwi walked so that Watermelon Sugar could run okay and I don't know if you've heard the song Kiwi but Kiwi is like it's like metal vibes like it's like a banger like that song goes hard and so everybody who's sitting there like what the heck I <laughs> what does this mean <laughs> like I don't even want to know what watermelon sugar is going to sound like right and then he releases this song and it was just like this groovy not metally at all and everybody was just like what the actual this isn't running this is prancing you know and so everybody's <laughs> just kind of like thrown off by that but I think that was just like such a genius like move on his part it was like he had us expecting like one thing and then gave us another and that's the thing about like Harry is that he does this with all of his music he like you expect like one thing from him like after listening to Harry Styles one and like the rock inspired like vibes and like it's very acoustic in certain areas and stuff and then like you move to this like fine line album and you're just like what is happening right now I don't who is this you know but at the same time it's like so hairy so it's like wow one thing that I just kind of wanted to like talk about that I think is really interesting is Harry plays a lot with like those background noises kind of like what we were talking about and when he's talking like the lyrics like breathe me in breathe me out right he does this interesting effect with I believe it's the guitar but it could be a different instrument but I hear it mostly with the guitar but he does this effect where it almost sounds like he's breathing in and then he's like breathing out and he does that through like all of his music. And I just think it's so fascinating. That's like my favorite part of listening to Watermelon Sugar. Like one, it's just groovy. I'm like, it's not the banger like Kiwi that I was expecting, but like, hey, she chopped the charts. So it's like, obviously he's doing something, <laughs> right? Oh, it's so fascinating where he'll play with that. And he does the same thing. And I'm, I'm going to move to a different song if that's okay. But like, he does the same thing in the song Falling. He plays with like those lyrics and with the music. And so like when he's singing the word falling, he's like going up. He's not going down on the notes, kind of like what you would expect. Except he's moving up and then he's falling down on the note. So he's doing those things where he's playing around and he's kind of messing with your head and you're just like, what is happening? And he does the same thing in the song to be so lonely. Like he's got the guitar going or whatever it is at the beginning. And it's alluring to like this ringing phone. And it's literally like a drunk phone call. He's just so clever when he like plays with those things. And so I just feel like it's so important to like pay attention to that in the background because he's like, that's what makes him an artist is when he does 
those things. And another really good example of that is Taylor Swift. Like Taylor Swift will play around with those things too. I know we're not talking about her, but like wildest dreams, like in the background, you'll hear like a heartbeat, the way that things are edited together. So it's so clever on their part when they like take those things and it just, oh, it blows my mind. And I just love him. That's yes. all. No, I love that as well. I think the song Falling is a very good, good song. It's one I keep coming back to. That's like, I talked about Cherry being the one I'm just comfortable can listen to at any point, but Falling is the like, I'm in my feels song. I first listened to this song. This is when Shayla and I, we were together. We were watching a mashup of that song with the Taylor Swift song. Oh yeah. That's how I listened to that wait, one. Wait, was it Cardigan? It might've been. I, I'm pretty sure it's Cardigan because I've I've seen that one and I, I really remember it. I still remember <laughs> it. <laughs> I love those YouTube mashups. So with Falling Itself, the music video, incredible. I could watch it all day long. This is one that's different where the lyrics are so simple and the music is simple behind it that it brings attention to the storytelling. I love the bridge. We've talked some about Taylor Swift's bridges, how they're like complex. They're doing a lot of things. His bridge in the song is literally just one line. He says, and I get the feeling that you'll never need me again. And it's just, it's so raw, but it draws you in as the music is just doing this light, tender thing underneath. It's not flashy, but it's meaningful. And I love that he does that. I love, Logue, that you talked about the bridge because I was actually going to mention that as well. I think that it's so cool. Like you said, other artists, they make these bridges, the climactic point, and it's boom, this is what's happening. And it's almost like a whole other verse, right? But I think Harry Styles does his bridges so cool and so masterfully that he gets his point across of the climax of this song in literally one line. They're so short and it's so cool. And he, he's done this with a couple of his other songs as well. And he just keeps bringing it back. And so I think that that's just such cool musicianship that he's able to do that. And literally one line. <laughs> Abby, what other songs you got for us? I have this entire discography, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> we will be here for three more hours. <laughs> you can't just ask me to pick a favorite. It's like choosing a favorite child, even though I don't have children. It's like choosing my favorite taco at Taco Bell. I don't know. Like <laughs> Speaking of Taco Bell, you should... Tell the Taco Bell story. Taco Bell. <laughs> Please tell the Taco Bell story. <laughs> the Taco Bell story. Okay. Do you know the song Adore You? Yes. Such a good song, right? I have a whole novel in my notes written of things that I could say about that song. It's so genius. But anyways, I'm sitting in Taco Bell. I had just gone and like went to like these hot springs with like a bunch of people and I'm sitting in Taco Bell and Adore You comes on and I just, I can't help but like physically groove to that song, right? And so I'm sitting there like paying for my tacos and I'm like dancing and I'm just like, yes, I love this song. And he does this thing and like, you know, so many artists do this and it's so clever and I just... I just wish I was a genius like they are, but here we are. <laughs> I just wish I was a genius, literally same. <laughs> but like they do this thing where they'll have like one distinct moment and it'll call your attention back to the song. And I cannot help but physically like respond to those kind of things. So in this particular song, he says the word honey, right? And I literally, I can't control it. My arm will fly up or like my head will bang or like uh-huh. what will fly in the air. And it's just like, I physically respond. So here I am in the middle of Taco Bell, just like, you know, just kind of grooving a little bit. Not like when I say I'm dancing, I'm not like dancing. I'm just kind of like head bopping, like, you know, just like, yeah. And then he says, honey. And I literally was like, bam, honey. <laughs> like, just like my whole body, like swayed. Like, that's amazing. Oh that's the Taco Bell story. <laughs> I do really like that song. It's catchy. It's been one of the big ones recently. I know I saw it on a list of like best songs of the year. I have a question for you, Abby. Do yes. you think that, so in the first verse, 
like he just says walking your rainbow paradise strawberry lipstick state of mind do you think he's referencing back to watermelon sugar or making some kind of reference to that song I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he's doing because I think artists do that a lot like Taylor Swift is a perfect example of that she'll call back to her previous work all the time and so I would not be surprised if that's what's hearing like is doing in that moment i noticed that somewhere else in this album because after the song falling the first line of the next song has the word falling in it and so like i think he is intentionally connecting the songs in that way yeah i have so i love this song so much this is one of my favorites this is oh this was like an immediate standout for me when i first listened to this album it's so good i just love it so much (laughs) (laughs) go off go off okay one thing too that i love about harry that i feel like he kind of did a lot through this album is he he creates this illusion with his voice that there's more happening than there actually is and he does it by harmonizing in octaves so like you think you're hearing like more than you actually are you're hearing the same note just at like a different pitch right but like you keep hearing you think you're hearing way more than you actually are and it's so clever it just like draws you in and like adore you is like a perfect example of that you have to listen really close to hear it golden same thing he does that consistently through like the whole album i wrote that down on like so many of his songs oh it's so clever because it makes it sound like he's doing a lot more than he actually is and it's like ah smart like why didn't I think of that when I was like writing music which when I- you were when you were out producing <laughs> and writing your music and putting it out in the world work smarter Maybe not harder coming out in a style yeah right <laughs> okay here, here's something interesting along with that is I noticed this is in his other album the song from the dining table he does something similar to this okay yeah I listened to it Abby told me to listen to this last night so he does this thing if you're listening through headphones you hear two voices happening right but they're both him and they're coming just through (laughs) different earphones like it's just two recordings coming in your different ears and I thought that was so interesting when I heard it last night that's so cool I have so much to say about that Logan (laughs) for for the people who can't see what's happening right now Abby is like jumping up and down (laughs) she's like rolling on the couch cheering cheerleader she just did the splits she is currently rocking back and forth she's currently going to her room grabbing pom-poms she has a poster that says harry styles adore you is playing in the background i wish you could witness it oh my gosh this song is pure genius it's so smart so logan when you're talking about he's layering these tracks and if you listen to it without headphones you're going to notice that something is off and you're going to notice that the two layers of that track are slightly off from each other and it creates this like really unsettling vibe you know ah dude this song gives me chills every time every time i think about it i just like i have goosebumps right now and i'm not even listening to it what he's doing is he's literally taking this song about like the ultimate heartbreak like he is really just like he's like listen like i'm depressed i have my heart broken it's awful and he's doing it by like with the music like not just with the lyrics but with the music by creating a super unsettling vibe by like shifting those layers slightly off from each other and it's, oh my gosh, I could go off about this for days. It's so genius and it's so brilliant and it perfectly captures the essence of heartbreak. Wow. Oh my gosh, that song is so good. So good. And then just like the buildup of those harmonies. What are the lyrics? It's like, maybe one day you'll call me and tell me that you're sorry too. Slowly adding more and more harmonies. Oh my gosh, chills every single time. Like that song is like the epitome of like songwriting. That song is so underrated. 
Harry Styles did not have to go that hard for us, but like he, he did. did. And we cannot be sleeping on that song. People, everybody stream from the dining table. I want to see it at number one on Spotify this week, please. You heard it here first, people. If all of a sudden from the dining table is number one on Spotify, Abby has accomplished this for us. I am the one to thank. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I love when artists can just like encapsulate, like you said, that emotion so well that your entire body just feels it and you're just there and you're just you can't do anything but just listen and feel yeah well and like to bring it back to fine line like the actual song fine line it does the same thing but I think he structures it so well in fine line it's like so genius like so he does that same thing where it's like they're slightly off from each other so there's this unsettling vibe you know and then I think it's so genius because he brings it like back together. And like when he starts saying the line will be all right, right at the end and like the trumpets come in and there's a whole story about the trumpets. I'll tell you about the trumpets. Don't you worry. But like he brings it all together at the end and suddenly that like unsettled, like slightly off vibe is gone. And that's like, again, when he's like playing with those words, kind of like what I talked about earlier. Wow. Genius. Chef's kiss tell us about the trumpets i'm so intrigued now okay yeah so this stems from his one direction days okay on his on their last album that they released together as a group made in the am um there's a song on it called olivia okay i love that song hey maybe you know the story i don't know so um harry talks about in an interview for made in the am he was like we have to put trumpets in. This is like the golden opportunity. We must do the trumpets, okay? And they're like, yeah, yeah, like good idea, blah, blah, blah. And then they like release the album and Harry is listening to it for the first time. And he's like, here we go, trumpets. And they never come. Mm. And he was like, what the yeah. heck? <laughs> Boo, they, did they take out his trumpets? <laughs> they took out his trumpets. Like how? No. Literally, how is that? you guys never take out people's trumpets. That's horrible. <laughs> Life lessons. Don't take out the trumpets. Don't take out people's trumpets. There are like fans who like hear this song and they're just like, yeah, Harry finally got his trumpets. You know, like (laughs) trumpets. Because there's like this insane amount of trumpets that just come in like out of nowhere. And so everybody's like, oh gee, the trumpets, they made it. Like I love that. Trumpets, Trumpets, guys. They changed the game. They really do. Shout out to all the trumpet players in the world. You guys are revolutionizing music. Good job. I feel like that's the most trumpets make. (laughs) Kate, one other interesting thing he does that we haven't talked about a ton is sometimes he'll have a very prominent sentence that is important and then put it rhythmically in obscure places so that it brings attention to it. The song Treat People with Kindness, that's basically happening the entire time in the background. Literally, thank you for saying that. I was about to go off. I'm so glad you brought this in. (laughs) And he does it again with a phrase in um, To Be So Lonely. I just think it's really interesting. He'll take a very important sentence, put it like offbeat so that he makes sure that you notice it. I'm so glad just- you were paying attention to that. Can we just talk about Treat People with Kindness for a minute? I love that song. I feel like it's also one of the most not so popular songs on this album. Also the music video, for those of you that don't know this or who are just kind of new to the game of Harry Styles, he just came out with the music video to this song on the first day of this new year of 2021, January 1st. And again, I feel like this song is so heavily influenced by the 60s and 70s era. I just get major Beatles vibes, especially from this song and especially in the chorus. I love the chorus. I love how it starts with the chorus 
And I think that like the vibes that are coming from the chorus and these voices and the Beatles vibes that I'm getting in like these older musical ideas, especially show in the sense that kind of like you were saying, it sounds like he's doubling things in octaves or the voices are just sitting in that higher range every time it talks about like find a place to feel good. I love that phrase, like on that, that little thing, like Logan said, when they come in on like obscure kind of like the off beats, it's coming in when they say to feel good on the end of three. So it would be and for and and it's to feel good and I love that I also really love the outro of the song sorry I'm just like going off I think the song is great but I love the outro and I love that it brings in these new ideas that weren't mentioned in the song before it talks about how everything is automatic and we all just want like automatic all the time instead of these real authentic things and I think this is Harry kind of saying like the world is so conditioned and so full of these social constructs and we're just buried in false realities all of the time and we've just become this like automatic well-oiled machine but then he ends it by coming back to the chorus where I think this is kind of his argument against this just trying to say you know what let's just find a place that isn't that that's not automatic where we can all just feel good and feel loved and just be kind to everybody I love I just love the song I think it's so great yeah same the first time I listened to this album like this song was an immediate standout for me I was like this song is so groovy it's so random Harry actually talks about it in an interview like where the inspiration for this song came from so back during like Harry Styles one era he was selling this merch and it said treat people with kindness like that's just like his thing like that's just like his phrase like when I hear the words treat people with kindness I immediately think of Harry Styles and he was talking to a friend and he was like I would love to just write a song called Treat People With Kindness. And he's like, but I just don't feel like it would like fit on an album. I just don't feel like it would like vibe with like my energy and blah, 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 blah. Right. And his friend was like, just do it. And so Harry was like, fine, I will. I will. I will write this song called Treat People With Kindness. And it's a bop. Like that song is so underappreciated. We need to stop sleeping on that song too. Stop sleeping on Harry Styles, guys. It's so guys, wake up. Harry wake Styles up. is here and he is the serving us and he is giving us life. And don't just listen to Watermelon Sugar. Listen to all of it because it's all so good. Freaking, yeah. Listen to Canyon Moon too, by the way. That's just plug for that song too because Harry did not have to go so hard on those harmonies for us, but he did. And we need to stop sleeping on that song because that's beautiful. Boom, Canyon Moon, everyone. Let me just lecture you on why (laughs) you should not be sleeping on Harry Styles because he's a genius. Abby now has the finger wag going. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) listen to me so aggressive sorry let me calm down i would like to talk about freaking sign of the times oh my my gosh that's literally same i literally was about to talk about that so boom roasted the perfect way to end this podcast yeah i love that song this is the one that i was listening to last night when i (laughs) I was marco following abby i was like i'm so tired i'm not even awake right now but i need to listen to this one (laughs) so really quickly we have to talk about sign of the times and it actually might not be really quickly because this song is great. We might spend another 30 minutes just talking about this one song, which nope. won't happen, but it could. This is one of Harry's most popular songs, even still today. It's still in the top of his favorites in Spotify. Um, that his fans just love. This song is actually from his debut album as a solo artist. And I found this little segment of an interview that Harry did with Rolling Stone about this song. And Harry says that this song is written from the point of view as if a mother was giving birth to a child and there's a complication. And the mother is told the child is fine, but you're not going to make it. And so this mother has like five minutes to tell the child to go forth and conquer. That's what Harry says about this song. 
I love how in the pre-chorus, he talks about running from bullets. We're going to dive right into the lyrics here. I think that the bullets that he's referring to are actually these emotional trials, us running from our emotional trials or emotional hardships. And in the chorus, he brings in the mother talking to her child. So now it's like it's from her point of view where he starts saying, just stop your crying. It's a sign of the times. In religious text, the sign of the times were often described as perilous, right? Or really hard times. And in the rest of the chorus, again, it's just the mother talking to her child and just saying, it will be all right, but they told me the end is near. I love that verse two is just the mom consoling her child and reminding them that it's going to be okay. They have time to go live their life like without her to move on, to still shoot for the stars. I love the bridge here. The bridge in the song is amazing. This is where Harry brings back the idea of how we conceal these hard emotions from people. And he says in the bridge, he says, we don't talk enough. We should open up before it's all too much. We've been here before. It's just what we know. And I think here, Harry's saying, look, it's important to discuss our personal struggles with other people. Keeping them inside only destroys sacred things like from relationships all the way to lives. And some things I read from what Harry's, some of Harry's fans think is that he is also opening up about how he thinks that if he would have had more conversations with this friend of his who actually committed suicide, that this friend would still be here today. And that maybe Harry could have helped in some way by having these hard conversations about these emotional struggles. And I just think that's so powerful. All in all, it's just such a powerful song with just such a powerful message. Like, let's just talk to people we trust about the hard things that we're feeling, that we're going through. Let's get the help we need and let's be there for each other in the hard times. I love musically the thing he does here where he uses the same music as both the chorus and the verse, just different instrumentation happening. I think that's a really neat thing that he does that you don't hear a lot, but it shows that like that message itself is important. And so he made that the emphasis. This song, I really could just like write a whole novel about like, no joke. I have picked this song apart so many times. I have so many things to say about this song. I think this song deserves to go down in history as one of the most well-written songs ever in the history of ever. There is just something about this song. And I love that you like picked apart all those lyrics and you were like, we need to just like talk about things. And you know what? He shows that with the music, like the musicality of this song is off the charts. Like, oh my gosh, he starts, he just like, so you know, when you're like having a conversation about your feelings, and it starts off like so simple and you're just like, this is like how I'm feeling, right? You know, he he shows that in the music. Like he's literally paralleling like what you're saying is happening in this song, like with the like actual music. So he starts off so simple, right? It's just like the piano. It's just like doing these like, dun, 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 really basic piano chord intro. And so it's starting off so simple and then it slowly just like builds and becomes more complex. And then finally you have like this emotional breakdown in the form of a choir that is just wailing and doing amazing things. Like, I don't even get me started on that choir. I, oh my gosh. The I've wailing watched, choir. I love it. I, oh my gosh. I have watched the, it's like behind the album is what it's called on Apple Music. I mean, the section when he's talking about this song, the choir, like watching them record, they're incredible. I just want a choir to follow me around in my life and just wail in the background during emotional traumatic moments like that would just make my life 10 times better I'll do it I'll get a choir we'll follow you around (laughs) will you really you know I would that's so kind of you can do it in your bush (laughs) (laughs) you can just be hiding in your bush and you'll be like 
yeah yes. that'd be awesome <laughs> my other so yeah like basically the musicality of the song is just mirroring like the message that he's trying to get across and i just oh it's it's so it's pure genius he this man i just wow wow and like harry styles has one of the most beautiful falsettos i think i've ever heard in my entire life that man how does he do that holy crap it's like the most beautiful and he does that through so many songs like another really good example of his falsetto and this is I'm like I was like I'm done talking about other songs but the song Two Ghosts off of his first album as well if you listen like really carefully you can hear him singing the guitar riff and he's doing it all in his beautiful falsetto and it's just like oh it's like beautiful I just oh my gosh he wow I, I just need to yeah I don't even have words to like <laughs> no words feeling about this man's falsetto it's so beautiful <laughs> I just think it's so he's I'm speechless I'm speechless over this song and I've listened to it for how many years now it's it came out in what 2017 maybe still speechless over it like I still don't even have the words to articulate the mastery and like the pure genius behind that song mm, this is like what rock and roll legends are made of is these songs that are just like mm, and they just make you feel all the things and I just love it so much but oh my gosh yeah no like that falsetto that hits different like and then just like at the end where everything like there is no more falsetto and he is so powerful in his voice and he has such beautiful control actually speaking of control he has a live performance of sign of the times that i think everybody needs to watch because wow it's beautiful so if you look up on youtube just like harry styles sign of the times live at bbc whatever okay he's wearing like a really nice floral suit he looks fabulous the epitome of fashion, you know, the level of control that he has in his voice, like that is so hard to find when you're like being that powerful on that high of a note. Oh my gosh, chills. What a man. This is what why a man. I'm be single for my entire life because nobody will ever compare to Harry Styles. <laughs> Just kidding. Ooh. I actually really like someone and he's not harry styles so that's fine but you know Ooh, no i'm just kidding <laughs> the tea. <laughs> the tea. <laughs> i love that the oh, man the myth the legend harry styles true hey well let's real quick talk about some overall themes from his music one of the big ones we talked about already is he experiments a lot with sound and form using things in different ways that we're not used to these really long out outros interesting sounds happening a lot i think that's one of the big things that sets him apart yeah that's pretty yeah yeah that it, that, that's, the <laughs> that's all no. that's it harry spells does nothing else but experiment with sounds that's all he does nothing else is important <laughs> but i think one of the other things is the way he draws back to some of this older rock type music yeah that's what i was about modes, to say different hooks that bring us back to that feeling while also experimenting in ways to keep the music fresh yeah I love how he's able to tap in so masterfully to like how he uses his lyrics. I think that's so great. Like we talked about a little bit, how he gets so much across and just eat like one line or very, very short phrase. Very cool. He does a great job at that. Do you have anything like last thoughts, Abby? Tell us your last in some thoughts. My last in some thoughts about her styles. Wow. Do I, what do I even say? I'm speechless. I'm still like... <laughs> Sorry, I'm still listening to Sign of the Times in my head, and I'm just like, <laughs> she's in the world of Sign of the I'm Times. I'm like, I'm just like in a world of like reverence right now. Like, I just like, <laughs> <laughs> Thank I love you, Harry that. Styles for blessing Can us with this music. for our national anthem, Sign of the Times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. 
Join us next week as we talk about an artist who becomes more and more popular, Billie Eilish. We'll dive into her new music and what makes it so captivating for so many people. To stay in the loop with vinyl, request music analysis, and keep in touch with us, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Vinyl Music Pod or email us at vinylmusicpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to share with your friends so they can listen in with us. We can't wait to share what we hear with you. See you next week on on Vinyl. Vinyl. Everybody can relate to fruit, right? (laughs)